Hello, and welcome to Career Talk with OG, where we empower you so opportunities come to you. Through our series of podcasts, we will give you relevant, practical, actionable career tips and strategies. We believe that through the act of storytelling, we can deliver relatable and authentic talks that allow listeners to gain real-world insight into the career journeys of industry professionals. With our very own Sasson, we bring to you Career Talk with OG. Hi, everyone. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another Career Talk with OG. So today we're going to be talking about, we're going to be giving you, or actually more, I should say, my buena amiga, Minue Yoshido, is going to be giving us some tips for speaking online. And quite frankly, many of these tips, I believe we can take them offline. But you know what? We're still kind of, well, we're kind of in this hybrid world, it seems like right now. Um, some of you, you know, Wild Wild West folks are out there, you know, live already, okay? Good for you. High five, okay? Or fist pump, okay? But um, anyways, anyway, it is a pleasure to have you here on LinkedIn Live, Career Talk with OG. Te voy a decir una cosa, amiga. We've been connected on, on LinkedIn now. I, I don't remember for how long, but I've been seeing, following your post, and um, you're really good at what you do. Mm-hmm. You just have this level of just calmness when you speak that uh, I literally can just pop popcorn and just sit down and just listen to you talk for like five hours, okay? You're just really good. So thank you so much, Minway, for uh, being uh, uh, with me today on Career Talk with OG. Thank you. Thank you so much. It is my pleasure to be here with you today and with everyone that is watching us and uh, will watch us live and then will watch us later recorded session. So yes. great to be here. Thank you. No, of course. So everyone, Minue is the co-founder of Yoshida Academy. Um, she coaches people on public speaking, uh, also some career coaching, LinkedIn training, and also diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, Minue, uh, as I always start with uh, my guests, please tell us, take us back a little bit about, uh, to early in your career journey and walk us to the present. Thank you so much. I was going to ask, like, how far? How far do you want me to go? Hey, hasta donde quieras, amiga. You can exactly. take it all the way back to desde que naciste. To the boat. <laughs> like, like, I do have the typical boat story. Like, you know, my, 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 my grandfather coming in a boat to Mexico from Japan. And uh, so, yeah, I can, I can go that far. Donde tú quieras, amiga. Oh, so yeah, how about that? I take I I I I take you all through through a very quick journey in fast forward. Yes. Um, all right. So my grandparents from my father's side uh, did come from Japan to Mexico. They loved the country, fell in love with it. And then my father met my mother in Mexico from in Torreón, Coahuila, which is in the northern part yes. of the Republic. Yes. And so my mother was Norteña which is, uh, you know, like very uh, strong-willed and all that. And um, they met there. And so I grew up in Mexico City. It used to be called DF, and now it's like Mexico City. So Ciudad de Mexico. Yes. And uh, I grew up there all my life. And then I was very, very uh, fortunate to work for global corporations that gave me 
exposure to different cultures and different languages. And so then um, I, I learned Portuguese and uh, I was I already knew English. And so they sent me to different places to work. And uh, I, that gave me the opportunity to work a few months in Brazil and then Argentina and then Puerto Rico and then back. And that started expanding not just my role, but who I was as a person. Mm-hmm. I am actually introverted and shy, and nobody believes this, but <laughs> I believe you, and I can relate to you because I'm the same way. I'm an yes. introvert as well, you know. Yes, by I am. I, I actually love in your LinkedIn you put introvert converter speaker or something. I, I was yeah. reading that the other day. I was like, I should put that on my LinkedIn profile. <laughs> and and people sometimes say, you know, um, it's. It's a, it's a fact of like, where are you processing information? And I've been explaining to people, introverts process things inside. Yeah. Uh, so I process things inside. And what was happening to me through life is that they were asking me to speak in front of others. I did study uh, pedagogy, doesn't exist in this country, but education and business in Mexico. And it, it happened much more, Oscar, like a think happening to me more than I happening to it, like pursuing it. And it was more about who wants to go to Sao Paulo to do this? Me! (laughs) (laughs) You know how to know, but I will figure it out. And so it was much more about being brave than knowing how to do this. You asked me to give tips on public speaking, and I would like to start with that one. It is much more about what message you want to tell the world and who you are and what what's the flame that it's burning inside that wants you to go out so much and let it happen and then be brave. I am completely in disagreement with being fearless. Yeah. It doesn't exist. Yes. Fear is part of life, but it's about bravery. I'm afraid and I do it anyway. And that's what happens to me. Let me, let me pause you for a second because you said something that I think is very important. You said, it, you know, you, you're talking about bravery and you said that you can be afraid of, to do something, but you do it anyways. And I think that is very, very important piece. And I want to elaborate. I want you to elaborate a little bit more on that because sure. from a public speaking standpoint as an introvert, I still get butterflies. I don't think a lot of times people realize that that I still get butterflies, I still get nervous, but it's over time I've learned how to control that feeling of, of, of feeling ner- uh, of being nervous. So can you elaborate more on like how do you how does someone control that that feeling of, of afraid of public speaking or speaking online? What are, what are some tips that you give that you can give us? Of course, I would love to elaborate on topic. That's my favorite topic from all of them. I have been teaching on public speaking for a long, long, long time. And I research every so often, what are the biggest fears that humans have? You will not believe this. People are more afraid of jumping out of the window. So her public speaking than jumping out of the window. More afraid of public speaking than having a root canal. <laughs> what? And there are recent studies that said, I prefer to die than, than just speak in public. <laughs> I'm thinking, yes. oh, I, I, I'd rather be alive. Thank you. Um, this, is, this is how far this fear goes. And 
And it's always surprising to me, not because I haven't felt it. My story of public speaking and fears goes back to elementary school and to high school. We had a professor called Professor Yamamoto. And for those of my friends who will watch this later, you know exactly who I'm talking about and, and what class was that. And we had to present in front of a lot of people. And I was, in I was, I, was uh, I, I prepared a speech and it was um, discurso de oratoria, right? And so, mm. yeah, so it, it was about like speaking in, in front of others. I wrote it down. I memorized it. I was so ready. Then I look in the window and then, whoop, there goes my, my speech. The whole thing just went out of the window. And my professor saw me. I was crying. He said, yeah, I'm, I, I can't put zero on your grade because you're really good. Yeah. And I was crying like, but did you see? I forgot the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I saw that, but uh, I'm not going to put zero. So now you're forced to go to improvised, the, to the improvised speech competition. I was like, are you out of your mind? I, I just forgot this whole thing. And you want me to go to improvise? Discurso improvisado. So I was like, yeah, but that's not a question. So go. I was, I, I wanted to die. Oscar, I had the butterflies that you had, but like, I think I had uh, not butterflies, but uh, eagles. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ostriches there. <laughs> it wasn't butterflies. It was an ostrich there. <laughs> and and uh, but like, how how can he do this, right? Uh, to, to to you know, long story short, I, I finished the, the 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 whole speech and I won first place. Wow! Congratulations. And thank you. That that wasn't you know long thirty years ago, and so. And here's the thing, it wasn't about the speech, it wasn't about memorizing anything, and it wasn't about the jury, it wasn't about the topic. It was about those two seconds of bravery that happened that day that made me go on stage because I had no choice. And, mm. and, and so let's go back to your question on fear. It's fantastic to be afraid. It's great to be afraid. Don't run away from being afraid. One of my clients actually works in the in the police workforce, right? And he said something that I will always remember. He said, the moment that I don't feel fear, my life is in danger. Mm, that's right? a good point. So fear is positive. Fear saves you. Yeah. You know, it's like you're in the middle of the savannah. The lion is coming. Run! Yes. <laughs> you're going to be eaten by the lion. Like, run, right? Yes. So, fear. If taken to an extreme, that's when it's not okay. Because you have three options when you are afraid. Option one is fight. Option two is fly. Option three is freeze. Mm. Freezing, bad idea. You go into panic mode, bad idea. Yeah. When you're speaking in public, by the way, there are instances that freezing is the most appropriate action you can do. There is no right or wrong. It's just when you do it. Yeah. Um, Fighting and flying. So flying, not a good idea if you have to speak in public, right? And so fighting. <laughs> and I was like, so stay, stay, please stay and do it. And fighting, it's more about not fighting the presentation, the speech, the contest, the pitch. It's fighting the internal talk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is the, the destructive one. That is telling you, 
you're going to forget. People are going to laugh at you. Mm-hmm. you you're gonna you know they're, they're gonna ridiculize you they're like there, there's many things that's what you're fighting you're fighting the internal small talk that it's oppressing your internal goddess your warrior your the brave you so yes. so you get the fear yes and they go like ah next minue yoshida and i go like ooh, fear it's her turn we, we were doing this together <laughs> like Hey, yeah, yeah. So you grab your fear and you present with your fear. Yeah. And, and and it's with you. And your heart's beating. Yeah. Your stomach is going like this. Yeah. And you're sweating, right? Yep. yep. But there is no physical difference between what you're feeling right now on fear and nervousism and being excited. Hmm. You know what? I never thought Same. of it the way you 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 mm-hmm put it um but it's it's true you know uh and and the way you break it down with regards to embracing that fear well you know you talked about uh uh fear fighting or you know freeze uh yeah freezing yes and and um i never thought of it like that from a public speaking standpoint and as i was listening to you right now this break this down obviously i'm thinking about my own experiences in public speaking. I mean, I remember Minway early on, you know, this was maybe almost probably 15 years ago, 12, 15 years ago, uh, helping organize parents to, to go to school board meetings um, so that they could advocate whether they wanted their school uh, open or closed. And I oftentimes uh, did the translating for the Spanish speaking parents at the school board meetings, meaning like I spoke and, you know, they give you th- three minutes to speak, you know, and all that in front of, you know, the podium. And I remember writing down what I was going to say, mm. cotton mouth, my hands shaking fear, right. The, the paper trembling. And then also the fear of what are people going to say? What are people thinking about me? Like, what if I mess up? What if I forget? Like all these things that just went, these fear, these feelings that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, keep going. Keep going. I told you. (laughs) I feel you. I feel you. I hear you. I've I've sensed it. I still feel it. Mm. But I don't run away from it. And that's the difference. Yeah. There's many things that I'm afraid of that is like, yeah, I got to do it. And I was like, you know, going that sea to on that jet ski on the sea. Yeah. And, not, and, and and you're going there and you're like, ooh, but it's exciting. Yes. It's yes. excitement. And 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 I, and I always tell this these people that go through my public speaking coaching trainings. Um, when when you when you say I'm nervous, I'm afraid, it takes you to a route. So like what happens after I'm nervous, I'm afraid? Most likely I'll forget. Mm-hmm. I'm nervous. What if I have a panic attack? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm afraid. What if, what if I have anxiety? So all of these things happen after I'm nervous, I'm afraid. Yes. What, what if we switch the word? Because we're feeling the same physical manifestations. Your heart's beating. You're sweating. You know, you you're, have blood butterflies. You're, so it's the same thing. What if we change the name and name it, I'm excited? Because the outcome of I'm excited, it's another one. Yes. It's a different one. After yeah. I'm excited, what's next? How great. It's going to be fantastic. And so that small talk kind of gets controlled. Don't get rid of it. It's just tame it. 
yes. and, and, and then use it to, to work with you. It's fantastic that you're afraid and you're nervous. Good. We're, we all are. And so just, just use it for their advantage. Yes, yes, I yes. I have to say, uh, I love that you said, you know, just be prepared. People will know you're nervous, but that's the, po that the, the point is that despite that, you're actually doing it until the point where something happens inside of you that I call the muscle memory. Mm. You do it so often that certain things that in the beginning you have to think about, how do I stand and looking at camera and doing all this, you don't think about them anymore because yes. you've done it so much. Yes. And, and, and that's the thing. And so I always say like, the more you're afraid of this, of public speaking, speaking camera, the more you should be raising your hand and saying, who's going to do that? Me. Do you know how to do it? No, but I'll figure it out. You know? <laughs> no, but I'll prepare. No, but I will call me when she will coach me. I don't know, but raise your hand and say yes and expose yourself to that. And, and, and then you'll be doing it over and over again. And that definitely helps. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right about just getting yourself out there, pu pushing yourself, getting out of your comfort zone or stretching your, your comfort zone. Um, because again, you're, you take me back to March of last year when the pandemic first uh, happened. And, um, I, you know, all like I'm sure for you and everyone else that does training or public speaking, it just went to online virtual. And I remember that first week of the shutdown, lockdown, that um, uh, I did a webinar, two webinars actually that week, just three webinars uh, on my topics of training. And the very first webinar that I did, one of my good friends, uh, it's a college professor and he was on there. He called me afterwards and he asked me, Hasker, how did you think I did? I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't think, you know, I think there's some areas, right, that I can work on. And he's like, yeah, you know, you're horrible. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh, right? But he was, he was honest. Yeah, he was, he was honest. And But the thing is, is that I didn't stop doing the, the webinars. I kept mm -hmm. doing them more and more. Mm -hmm. And to your point, I mean, honestly, today, I can look at the wall and give the same training, give the, my training with the same level of energy, excitement, enthusiasm, as if I was talking to 10,000 people live. Because, yes. because I've done it now for 20 plus months. Absolutely. And, and that's another thing that people say, like, do you still get nervous after so many years? Yeah, I've been doing this 29 years. Of course I get nervous and guess what? I prepare. Mm -hmm. I still do the train the trainers, the dry runs, the, 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 the run of show sessions. If I'm driving on the car, I'm, I'm, I'm going through, I'm rehearsing. If, if like the moment you stop preparing yourself, practicing in front of the mirror, in front of your friends, put your whole family or just make believe, a make believe audience. The moment you stop practicing is the moment that you've become mediocre. Yeah. And I would say this to everyone that, that, that is not actually uh, preparing and practicing. That will be another tip for public speaking. Mm -hmm. You must, you must have some sort of preparation, even if you want to improv, by the way, because people say like, nah, you know, I'm going to just say whatever, whatever it comes. And I'm like, that is not true. The best people that can improv, it's because they're, they're prepared. Prepared. Pre preparedness gives you the best improv, not, not, not otherwise, because people that are just 
saying whatever and they're how would it, i forgot the name of the phrase flying by the pan by the, by the seat of the pants yes the pants, right like yes if, if you're making stuff up people know you're making stuff up yes that's not improvising yeah right that's that that's like saving it and, and and that doesn't give you any credibility yes you can improvise and there's actually something i teach in the confident public speaker intermediate program but to do that yeah you need to prepare yourself with basics very basics who are you what do you do yes. what do you stand for what are you looking for if you have a business the five things that your business covered like like musts that you must that, that you should have in case somebody tells you hey oscar five minutes we need your story all right but but you're not making it up you're actually you're actually yes. know it, right? yes Oh my gosh, anyway, there's so many things that you are saying that as a, also, you know, I, I mean, literally two introverts here are having a conversation <laughs> and uh, you're saying so many things that you're putting words to a lot of my experiences and my feelings as an introvert. And um, I want to, I want, I want to go back to, to have you talk about you as an introvert and what, what tips, like, well, before we get to the tips, let me, what, tell us like, how, what did you do to help you overcome that shyness at being an introvert? And, and really, I, I wouldn't even say overcoming. I would probably say that you, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I would say that you probably um, are comfortable being an introvert, have embraced that, but, and now have added that confidence of public speaking to it. Right. And so what is it like, what was for you, what were, was it some life moments or was it just a, a process of you changing? Because I think a lot of introverts uh, out there that are watching or listening are probably wondering like, oh my gosh, but how can I be like Minway? Like, <laughs> right? Okay. So that's number one. Do not be like me. Yes. No. And yes. that's the problem. I'm serious. Like I want to be like Oprah. That's the problem. You want to be like someone else. And it's, you, you, yes. you can't and you shouldn't, you know, yes. because then you're always going to be measuring your words, your stand, your clothes, your everything against somebody else. That's a problem. Yes. No, no, no. You got to discover who you are in your style. Yes. And what do you stand for? Yes. So you don't want to be like me. No, you want to be like you. When I'm coaching people, Oscar, the first thing I ask them is, who are you and what do you want? And it's, you know, we can spend four or five hours on that one. And I said, because I'm not going to coach you into what I would like for you to do. I'm not going to say like, speak louder, shoulders back, pepper to pump. If that's not your style, why would I walk you through? Or would I coach yeah. you through that if that's not your style? So I need to discover your style first. Yes. Now, how did I become this person? Okay, it is a process. And the process has a word, and the word is freedom. Mm. And the word freedom has an explanation. Mm. This is for everybody. I will give you the formula of a confident public speaker. I'm giving you the recipe of Kentucky Fried Chicken and Coca-Cola. Like, <laughs> I'm giving Listen you up, the folks. formula, and, and I should be charging for this. <laughs> <laughs> All What's right, the formula, yeah. The less you care of what other people think about you, 
the more confident you will become and the more free you will be. Yes, very That's true. That's the formula. Very That's true. Formula. And so, what do you do with fears? Yeah. Going back to that. You get them face to face. What's your fear? My accent, because I say jazz and chicken and <laughs> and slippers, no, like my accent. Okay, that's your fear. Got it. Face it. Okay, got it. It's here in front of me. Take this bull by the horns. Good. Now, embrace it. Why do you have this accent? Because my mom is from Chihuahua or Zacatecas or whatever, right? No, yes. Good. Embrace it. Are you are you are you proud of your roots? Yes. Because if you say no, and then we have another conversation, which is fine. I'm not judging anybody. Yes. Have another, but that's another conversation, right? Of course. Makes and let's sense. change your nationality and let's go into another immigration route. But, <laughs> <laughs> but if the answer is yes, then that's when you embrace it. That's step two. So face it, embrace it. Yes, I am. Good, good, good. Um, do you know that Sofia Vergara actually is the first person to cross over the network, the uh, Latino network to the US network, charging, she's the one that has charged the most in her salary uh, in, in, in the US network. If you hear her speaking English, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, it's like no accent because she, she came here very young and, mm -hmm. and, she, and, and she's super smart and, and, and brilliant and all that. And she has have a thousand adversities in her life, like, very bad things in her life and, and she has overcome them and but, but when she was hired for for modern family she changed the color of her hair the way she was speaking to say baby jesus jazz right to be paid so i'm thinking if sofia vergara is changing her accent to say the opposite of what you're trying to say why wouldn't you just be you yes <laughs> right and charge for it so um em embrace it and then transform it so what you see here right now, it's the process, is this process of transformation. Sure. Well, now I take that fear of, I have an accent. So who cares if you, everybody has an accent. Who cares? Because yes. the, issue, the issue is not accent. Yes. The issue is diction. Yes. And those are two different things. One is J for a G. The other one is, I don't understand what you are saying because a vowel is not properly used. The way you're pronouncing the word is not understood. That's another situation. Mm -hmm. In that case, yes, that's, that's work on your diction. Yes, yes, I can help you with your diction to, to be understood, not your accent. Yes. Accents are beautiful and you embrace them and you make them there. Another one. Ah, Oscar. Um... I don't want them to judge me. To judge you for what? I don't want people to judge that I am Latina. Okay. Step one. Are you <laughs> Latina? Right? Awareness. Are you a Latina or not? Yes. Okay. Step two. Are you happy? Yes. Good. Now use it. And Oscar, if you go to LinkedIn, just a very mundane example. You go to LinkedIn right now and you will see that people do not put words like multicultural, bilingual, Spanish on their profiles. Yeah. As 
if it's something to hide when it's yeah. something to highlight if you're latina and you speak two languages or three or four or five guess what that's your strength corazon yes the profile go yell it at the mountains over the hills and everywhere right yes yes <laughs> yes so, transformation is that that thing that you're afraid of you make it you make a big deal out of it and you tell the world about it and with that everything else my curves gordita feliz go for it right like, like well, whatever and then i'm gonna forget my speech oh don't memorize speeches that's a problem. Don't memorize speeches because that's not the point. Use keywords. There are techniques to go through a whole speech of five minutes or five hours. Yes. That do not require memorization. Yes. Techniques for that. They're called nemo techniques, which is techniques of memory. Mm. Anything, anything but that. And there's 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 many of, of, of those that, that, that I can teach. And so you go one by one, Oscar, and you get to this conclusion. Am I being judged? I'm sure I'm judged. I just don't care. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I care about? I care about my message coming through. I care about conveying my message as I intended. And I care about helping others become the best versions of themselves. Yes. Those things, yes, I care. Yes. Adapting to my audience, I care about that. Yes. Helping my audience get it. Yes, I care about that. And if I have to dress as a clown, I'll dress as a clown and whatever it takes for my audience to get it. Or That's as Wonder Woman. Remember Wonder Woman. I told you I'm always ready. Like, I'm ready. Like, whatever it yes, takes. You are. Whatever it takes. But mm -hmm. caring about how people judge me, what they think about. I'm dressed or the way I am, I could not care less. Yeah. And that is the secret of my confidence. And it is a process. Minway, that, what you just said, is so powerful because I think that secret that you just shared with us, it is the, the secret or the recipe to success in many areas of our life, in our career, Etc. and so forth, because see, this is this is what I'm hearing from you. This is what I heard from you is, is that you don't care, you know, about the judgment of other people, but what you do care is the positive impact that you're 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 gonna have in others. And and and, and you know, many times when I give my before I give a talk. Even, you know what, even today, this this LinkedIn Live and like all my other, I, for me personally, I mean, I always say a prayer and, and I ask God, you know, to help me take my eyes off myself and place it on, on the needs of others because it's what other people are going to get from this message. You know, I'm going to screw it up. I'm going to say things, you know, and as you can see, I speak more with my hands, you know, uh, and, uh, but, but you, what you're saying is so powerful and I think sometimes we look for like this special secret, you know, when the reality is so simple, it's really giving unconditionally to others and, 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 and not being concerned about how others are going to judge us. Yes. It's inside Oscar. 
It is. Silence inside of us, and 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 the secret is part of this authentic you. Mm-hmm. And even with our names, we're talking about how we change our names, right? Lopez and Gonzalez and uh, <laughs> and Ramirez and and Hernandez instead of Hernandez. Right? Yes. And or William instead of Guillermo. Okay. William instead of Guillermo, you know, I'm, I'm not Juan, I'm, I'm John. And, and we we do a lot of pleasing others. Mm-hmm. You know, like we in public speaking, sometimes it's, it's about what other people want to hear. Mm-hmm. And that's not what they want. There is nothing that we respect much more than authenticity. Mm-hmm. What you see is what it is. I have this discrepancy with people that say, like, you know, you go to social media and you see happy people putting happy stuff. And I always say, like, what if it's true? What what if what if we're just what if we're just in the process of, of being happy and putting that in, in social media? It doesn't make it fake or or, or a lie. Uh-huh. Some of us are actually happy and putting it that we're happy. Like, like it doesn't necessarily need to be that we have two faces. And so when we're in public speaking, it's the same thing. What you have here is what needs to be shown there. It doesn't mean that you go to the extreme or say, hi, everybody. My name is Minway. I've never done this before. I'm dying inside. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> all these confessions. Like, I always tell people, you know, there's no need to confess all that, right? Yes. Like, there's no need to tell people, hi, I'm so nervous. I'm dying here. It's like, <laughs> hello, we can tell. <laughs> How about, say that. Yes. how about your topic and we forget about how you feel and how insecure yeah. and all that, right? Um, and, and so just just go back and think of something that's, you know, my father told me this a long time ago when I was a child. He said, when someone asks you to speak, to give a session, to give a plan, to train, to pitch, to anything that requires being in front of others. Yes. There's a reason. You need to go back to that reason. I know something that the other person might not. So, sure. You know, I'm going to speak about ladybugs. Well, that's your topic. Mm-hmm. You know about ladybugs. The other people don't. Just focus on that. Yes. And the world needs to know about ladybugs. Share it with them. Yes. And to your point, yes. I mean, come on. How many times do you think that I've said the wrong word? <laughs> I don't know. 5,000, 10,000 is like, and then I forget the words. Because English is not my first language. Obviously, hello, everybody already noticed. They, I, <laughs> it's an obvious thing. I, I know that. I know that. And that's the thing. I don't care anymore. And so what I do is I bring whatever it is that I, I'm afraid of, whatever it is that I don't like, and I bring it up front. Mm-hmm. And I have started sessions in front of 2,000 people. Good afternoon. My name is Minoue Yoshida. English is not my first language. Most likely, I'm going to make up a word. Please, if I do, just raise your hand and say, excuse me, that is not on the dictionary. Correct <laughs> me with the right one. And I promise that I'll make my best to memorize that word and make it, you know, and, and, and correct my mistake. Are yeah. we all good? And then everybody's laughing and saying, like, of course, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Right. And then you know what happens? That the shield and the sword is like, okay. Chill down, sir. Down now. Now I'm ready to listen to what you have to say. Because well, right? that, and that's that's that <laughs> is is important because you 
you disarm people. You you basically kind of bring your audience at the same level as you. And because like you said, we all have fears of public speaking. And so you just expose yourself, that authenticity, right? Uh, of yourself. But, um, but no, I have a question to, uh, for you is, um, so here's a scenario um, uh, and any, any, any tips here, but so um, what tips do you have for someone that is in a company meeting, whatever size it is, you know, small group or maybe, you know, a large company meeting. And uh, so you're around your colleagues, your boss, or maybe some other executives and you're, you know, either brainstorming, discussing some things and uh, some plans, some ideas. And you have this idea, right, that you want to share with everyone there, but you're, you're nervous. And, or maybe, you know, that, that talk that oftentimes goes through my mind is like, well, maybe my idea is not that good. Maybe someone else already thought of it, et cetera. Like what public speaking tips in that scenario can you give us to help us get it out there? Because I think, I think there's so many missed opportunities. Sometimes it's happened to me where I walked out of that meeting. I'm like, damn it. Why didn't I say something? Yeah. And it happened to me so often that, like, I'm telling you, if I can go back in time, I would slap myself and say, like, put yourself together and speak. Like, <laughs> like, yes. There is this there is this underlying fear, uh, mostly at work. I worked 27 years in corporate uh, of what are people going to think about me? Mm -hmm. And then if it's if it's fed by someone with authority telling you you're not good enough or what you're saying is nonsense, or tune it down, you know, tune it down. You know, like people don't need to hear you all the time. Mm. You know, you're so intense. Oh my God, you're so intense. <laughs> um, what if you say something stupid and so then people are going to believe that you are stupid and so then you, you don't look really, really good. And we are full of stigmas, Oscar. And mm -hmm. the majority of the stigmas are wrong because nobody is going to think all those things. Trust yes. me, nobody. All these things in your head of like, they're going to think this, they're going to think that. No, they're not going to think that. Yes. And if you can count, like for all of, all of the, the people that are watching us right now, just count the times when a question was asked or a scenario was there or something where you knew the answer, but you didn't say it but you knew it. Then you leave the meeting where it's like, I knew it. So, and count the times where you, where, where what you were thinking was wrong, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, now balance them. How many are these and how many of these? Because in all honesty, I could say, I think 10 times I knew what I was going to say. I should have said something. I had the answer 10 times and maybe two. No, that was really stupid, right? Yes. Well, it's two to ten. Yeah. So just make the math and act upon what, what exists. Act upon the yes, not upon the no. Mm. So tips for that. Number one, will they be judging you? Yes. So what? Mm -hmm. I'm judging you. You're judging me. I'm judging every. I'm ju you're judging the neighbors. You're judging everyone on TV. Like, <laughs> who cares? The word judgment is like overrated. Nobody cares, right? Yes. And, and you shouldn't. So, yes, they're judging you. So what? Um, 
do you have something to say? Say it. Mostly in this culture. If we were in another country, I might not be saying this because there are countries that value silence. Mm. Right? Like my Japanese father would say, please don't speak. Mm. Right? It was your turn and all that. But we're not in Japan. We're in the United States right now. And yes. I would say people value <clears throat> people that stand up and speak up. So speak yes. up. Yes. Wait. Most likely what you're going to say has value, regardless of what part of the world you are. So sorry, people in Japan, yes, speak up, right? Because guess what? You, what you're going to say has have value. Yes. You need to know that because even if it's wrong, even if it's a mistake, mistake makes us grow. Mistakes yes. makes us analyze what's wrong. And then people can say like, no, that's not going to work. Fantastic. Another way of knowing that it's not going to work. So guess what? Check for learning. So mm -hmm. what I'm gonna say next. I would say count one, two. Two seconds of bravery, Oscar. It takes two seconds. Two seconds to go in the street, somebody's crossing and some and a car is gonna come back and you grab them by the shirt. It yes. takes two seconds to say I'm sorry. It takes two seconds to say I love you. And I love you too. Two seconds to say I love you too. Mm -hmm. Two seconds Two seconds to raise your hand and say, I'm sorry, that's my idea. Mm. Two seconds to say, I don't need anyone to mansplaining what I just said. Yes. Here. Two seconds to say, ah, that's exactly what I just said, Johnny. Thank you for saying it again. Yes. It takes two seconds to say, who knows this answer? One, two, raise your hand. Yes. That's it. Just one, two, raise your hand. And after you've done that, and after you've done that, congratulate yourself. Because what do we do? We punish ourselves. Yes. And there we go again with this whole whipping. <laughs> so like, yes. no, 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 no. You spoke, you raised your hand, you were in a meeting, people heard you. It doesn't matter if it's right or wrong, but you spoke, you, you stood up. And not only that, Oscar, it's not for you. If you have a chance to speak, speak for those who can't. Mm -hmm. and speak for those who won't yes speak for those who can't and speak for those who won't yes and, and raise your hand and celebrate that you just spoke in a meeting because you're brave yes and that becomes a habit bravery becomes a habit and a habit that is repeated becomes a virtue mm -hmm. and having the virtue of bravery I think it's having it all. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that is excellent uh, what you said. And, it, it, you know, that it, it's, again, you just take me back to just my own journey of public speaking uh, in that I, I remember early again in my career, I had just graduated from college and we would have these company meetings and um, uh, I would, at first I would tend to sit kind of in the back of the room, you know, cause I didn't want to sit right in the front cause that's where the VP or whomever was there. And I didn't want them to call on me or whatever. At least that's what was going through my mind. Mm -hmm. But I also started to observe that a lot of the people that uh, extroverts, a lot of the people that I admire that were very good at public speaking or, you know, just speaking off the cuff and so forth. They also would sit or stand in the back. And so I started playing this game with myself and I said, you know what? I'm going to start sitting in the front. Mm -hmm. And so I started sitting in the front row. And again, 
the extroverts, the people that I admire, kept sitting in the back. And so every time I sat in the front row, it was a little victory. It's like a little grain of sand that I poured into this glass. And over time, the more I did, uh, grains of sand I added, of course, the glass filled up, right? And, and so what you described is bravery, and, and you've described it that it's a process. Mm-hmm. I, again, you're putting words to my personal journey of public speaking because mm-hmm. it has been a process. I mean, sometimes I tell people, listen, you know, I just am, you know, if you don't believe me, I'm an introvert, that's because you haven't been around holding my puke bag for the last 25 years. Okay. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, you know. Uh, yeah. Yes. No, no, no. So, so I, I just, I just love that you mentioned that where to sit because going back to corporate world, um, we always, we often think that the, the, the chairs are assigned like, like if you're in a restaurant or a movie or theater with this little sign that says reserved. And, and, and so my advice to all of you is that if you see a seat, take it. And yeah. most likely if you can sit behind, besides the VPs and the directors, take those seats. They're not reserved for anybody, but for you. Take yes. those seats in the center, all the way to the front. Don't stand there in the room. Sit down. Mm-hmm. And sit down mm-hmm. with the people that have power. And if yes. you're in an auditorium, sit all the way in the front all the way in the front because overcoming this fear and becoming a leader and and becoming confident starts with a with with the behavior and the behavior is come all the way to the front i love what you mentioned i actually just did that in hostel university i asked all the students in the back to sit in the front i said lesson number one for leadership and entrepreneurship be on the front and lesson number two be uncomfortable yes yes do i have to move yes is it uncomfortable yes i haven't met anyone who would have the growth process without being uncomfortable oh oh my gosh yes yes happy with them with being uncomfortable be comfortable with with the uncomfortable so yes 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 minuet last question for you and you're kind of touching upon this here what advice would you give women who are, um, again, they're in the in the business world, uh, and they're, you know, typically, if not the only, the, the probably the only female in that boardroom or in that you know executive level or you know that that table where decisions are being made, you know, for the company, what what public speaking tips um, do you have specifically for for women? Oof. Okay. Number one, you're not everybody's secretary. Amen. Who can take notes? Let's have Mary take notes. Nope. By the way, I love taking notes, right? So I didn't understand what was happening until like Minerva will take notes because she's the girl. Oof. (laughs) We have a problem. And so nobody's bringing this upon you but you. Who's going to get coffee? Minue, go get coffee. No, mi corazón. You're going to get coffee. Yes. And I want mine with creamer. <laughs> you me my coffee, right? I'm not going to get you your coffee. No, no, no. Uh, there's a, so if you're a woman and you're in a meeting, I'm going to go back to sit in the front. Mm-hmm. Say whatever you want, by the way. But if there's a seat in the front, sit in the front. And if there's a seat behind, beside the person that has the, the power seat with that person, right? 
Um, you're nobody's secretary. You're nobody's. You're not gonna get anybody's coffee. You know that's not your role. You um, third thing when someone is mansplaining and you don't say anything, it's gonna be your fault and and nobody but your fault. Like it's a typical. I, oh my goodness, they did this to me so often. I wanted to strangle them, but I didn't think about this after I was gone. What Minuet meant? What? What do you mean? What Minuet meant? What Minuet meant? Minuet said. Right. So, <laughs> right. So after someone speaks and they try to explain another name, you know, this my explain. When yeah. someone tries to explain what you just said, you need to take over again the conversation and say, thank you, John. That's exactly what I said. That's phenomenal. Because what I said is mm -hmm. you say it again. It's repetitive. Who cares? Say it again. Yes. Because it was you, the one who said it. And then we complained like victims. Oh, somebody stole my idea. Number four, that's your fault, right? So, hey, guys, why don't we do this? We're going to do this and that, and here's the strategy. But nobody heard because whatever reason, that we're not going to go there. But then Mr. Blah, 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 oh, we should do this and this and that. And it's the same thing that you just said. Oh, great idea. You stand up and you say, Thank you, Mr. X. That's exactly the idea that I was just sharing with all of you. That's my idea. Yes. And I'll say it as it is. That's my idea. Yes. Because they do it, no? Yes. Men will do it. Why wouldn't you do it, woman? What? All because they're going to call me a B word. I'm going to go back to, do you want to be assertive or not? Mm -hmm. Being assertive has a middle point. Yes. I'm not your mar your doormat. Yes. And I'm not an angry witch. So like, like I'm not gonna get my broom and kick you, and kick you. So I'm not. It's not anger, but I'm not your doormat. It's found in the middle. The virtue is found in the middle point. And I'm going to be calm, assertive, confident, and very kind. Not mm -hmm. condescending. Not patronizing. I didn't say that. Kind. Just kind and compassionate. And I'm going to calmly say, Oscar, thank you for pointing that out. That's actually the idea that I just shared with all of you. Yeah. That's exact. That's my idea, Oscar. Thank you so much. You see? Elegant, yes. period. I don't need to yell and throw away any notebooks. Yes. But I, the last word has to be mine if the idea is mine. If, if someone is doing something against you, like harassment, or a sexist comment, call it out. I'm sorry, John, I don't think it's funny to talk about that in this environment. I would appreciate if you don't. Kindly, you see? Nobody yell, nobody throw any anything. Yeah. If there are sexist comments, same thing. If there's harassment as well. And there's something, Oscar, the last one, that is called microaggression, right? Mm -hmm. And microaggression expressed in a microexpression. So a woman is talking and, and a man or someone else is rolling their eyes. Yeah, that's a micro-expression. Call it. Call it. Oh, Julie, mm -hmm. you have something to say? Oh, Michael, do you want to say something about that? Call it. Yes. Kindly, gently, but call it. Because what happens is we don't, and then we go back to our places, our cubicles, and we start crying and saying, like, did you see the, the faces they were making? Yeah, that's your fault, love, because you didn't call it. So call it. Mm -hmm. Don't let anybody call you anything that you don't want. 
So don't sweetheart me and honey me and all these things. Unless you ask for it. I love to be called honey and all that, right? But I'm asking for it. But, but don't let anybody call you and say like, oh, bless your heart. No, 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 no. No. So be brave. I'm going to go back to the two seconds of bravery. One, two, call it. One, two, claim it. One, two, speak. One, two, stand up. Yes. One, two, raise your hand. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Minue, you are incredible. You're an amazing teacher. Um, these are some excellent, excellent tips. Um, I mean, people can go back and watch the replay. I mean, watch the entire thing, but especially I, at least, you know, these last seven minutes here that you, what you share, I think some very powerful tips. And because I see a lot of these, type of questions or comments or posts on LinkedIn, right? Of people asking questions and so forth. And it's just other trainings that I've been in uh, and so forth. And the way you just explain it, it just makes so much sense. And you really give um, us, the, the listeners, that, that courage and, you know, ultimately help us uh, develop that, to be brave, that, that bravery. And so, you know, I want to thank you again for um, being you. here with me on Career Talk with OG. Um, loved our, our talk uh, today. I know people got a lot out of it. And so, muchísimas gracias, Ms. Maria, again, for, for being with me uh, on Career Talk with OG today. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for joining gracias. us. Gracias a ti. Yes. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Career Talk with OG. Be sure to rate us and let us know what content you want to see on our next podcast. For more information, visit our website at www.aspidaconsulting.com.